Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi minash shaytani rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rabbi shrahli swadri wa yasilli amri. Wahlul uqdatam min lisani yafqahu qawli. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim Allahumma allimna ma yanfa'una Allahumma anfa'ana bima'allamtana wa zidna ilma All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deceptions of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala that today the 9th of Sha'aban 1445 we continue with the tafsir and commentary of the Noble Quran. Our starting point is Surah Ali Imran chapter number 3 and today we focus on verse number 153. To summarize and recap our previous lesson, what unfolded during the Battle of Uhud, Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Tooth Mubarak became Shaheed, and Mustafa Wasallam's head Mubarak received injuries. So Mustafa Wasallam was defended by the beloved Sahaba, Tualha radiallahu anhu's hand became mashlula, became paralyzed, and yet he was fighting in the path of Almighty Allah. Abu Dujana Simak radiallahu anhu was his name, showed humanity, posterity a lesson. What is Ishqun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam? True love for the Master salam. And what is Adabun Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam? To show Adab to the Master and respect and reverence. He became a human shield, but he did not allow his back to face the Mubarak Jasad Athar, the Mubarak body of the Master sallallahu alayhi He turned around and let his chest face the body Mubarak of the Master sallallahu alayhi and the arrows were raining in from different directions on him. Almighty Allah speaks of this. وَلَقَدْ صَدَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ وَعَدَهُ Almighty Allah fulfilled his promise. You were winning, defeating the enemy. When you were killing them with the command and permission of Almighty Allah. Then, when the war was about to finish, and they, the Mushrikeen, Abu Sufyan, Khalid bin Walid, all of them, now they were retreating. So Mustafa, sallallahu before the battle told you, 50 archers, you must remain there on jabal rumat on that mountain pass, and your leader is Abdullah bin Jubayr, radiallahu anh. 
but then among yourself you lost courage and then you started disputing regarding the issue that only 12 people or so remained behind majority went away and you disobeyed what the command of Mustafa was even a small disobedience will be considered a major crime for Sahaba because they're in the midst of Prophet and then you saw that what you love it is innate inborn in human being we all love the wealth وَإِنَّهُ لِحُبِّ الْخَيْرِ لَشَدِيدِ Human being is madly, intensely in love with the wealth and assets. مِنْكُمْ مَيْ يُرِيدُ الدُّنْيَا Some of you with the intention for the worldly things, the booty, spoils of war. وَمِنْكُمْ مَيْ يُرِيدُ الْآخِرَةِ Others said, no, we will stay here and become shuhada and martyrs like how in Gaza al-Mubarakah we are seeing. So then, ثُمَّ سُوَرَفَكُمْ أَنْهُمْ Then all my Allah diverted you away from them, meaning now they got the advantage and upper hand the non-Muslims to put you through a trial. But you are Sahaba. As Abdullah Masood radiallahu ta'ala anhu warda stated, Allah jalla selected the companions and Sahaba for the companionship of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa in prophethood there is selection not election so yeah also Allah selected them to be the companions of the master Mustafa وسلم, and to establish the deen the religion of Islam so Allah announces no one has the right to criticize condemn the sahaba indeed wallahi Allah Ta'ala has forgiven them so you must keep quiet praise them and when you see people criticizing, swearing, cursing Sahaba like the Kuffar Shia Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif When you see people swearing, accusing, condemning, criticizing my beloved companions then say Allah curse be upon you for the evil you are perpetrating therefore we say Khumaini Allah and Allah Ta'ala is the possessor of grace and so forth upon the true believers. I told you, wash my car, I'll give you 100 rand. You did such an immaculate job, I gave you 150, 200 rand. So that 100 rand is adal justice. 200 rand, 150 rand is fadal. So Allah gives us much more than what we ever anticipated and expected. Chapter number 3, Surah Ali Imran, and verse number 153 is today's lesson. Again, we continue, remember, with the Battle of Uhud. Almighty Allah is describing the scene. Hadith Bukhari Sharif. Jabalu Uhudin yuhibbuna wa nuhibbuhu is that mountain pass that we love it and it loves us. And one day it started shaking. Mustafa sallallahu said, Uskun, ya Uhud, remember, O Mount Uhud, remain firm and steadfast and don't shake. 
innama alayka nabiyun wa siddiqun wa shahidan remember there's a nabiyya on you mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and the siddiq siddiq akbar the most truthful person in this ummah sayyidina abu bakr siddiq radiyallahu an and wa shahidan and two of the people to get shaheed and martyr and that was sayyidina umar radiyallahu an sayyidina usman radiyallahu an obviously sayyidina ali radiyallahu an also got martyred but at that occasion he was not there so like that Mustafa sallallahu prophesied and the prophecy becomes true because it's based on wahi and revelation chapter 53 surah wa najmi verses 3 and 4 wa ma yantiku anil hawa in huwa illa wahwi yuha the master alayhi salatu salam regarding matters pertaining to Islam and religion does not speak of his own desires it is but wahi and revelation that is supra logical sent upon the Mubarak heart and blessed heart of the Master. Two, three things happen now. One side, the rumor had spread that Mustafa وسلم, was martyred in that battle. He was injured, but not martyred. So now the morale of some Sahaba, it just broke and then they started taking flight and running away from the battlefield. So all Allah speaks of that. Surah 3, chapter 3, verse 153 is, remember, Tus'idun, when you were taking flight, when you were running away and you were walking away and running away, and you are not turning your neck and your face towards anybody behind. You know when there's danger lurking around the corner, then you just flight and you take flight and run and you only look in front. You see, when the horse is running, you must remember in the race, July Handicap, for example, people know July Handicap. So all this gambling on horses, all haram, obviously. So you must remember, then they put something for the horse. You must remember, it must not look right, it must not look left, and you must just run forward, you must remember. So that is what happens to human being at a time of danger. Is to Sidun when you took flight, Walatalhuna Allah Ahad, and you did not look one way at the back or anything for anybody. Wal Rasul Wawhaliya and Wow that is Wiles Rasul and the Messenger Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah Sallam announcing, pronouncing and screaming, shouting to you. Yadukum fi ukhrakum behind you. The Master alayhi salatu salam was saying, Ilayya ashabi, come to me, come to me. And we are here, we still have the power to defeat them and so forth. So we see many Sahaba that they took flight because now they felt there's no chance of victory. The Master alayhi salatu salam had passed on and shaheed, which was a lie, which was a rumor, a fabrication. Therefore, Islam teaches us don't just listen to rumors so you must verify it then amplify it Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu injaakum fasiqum minabain fatabayyanu when a sinner a great big sinner tells you gives you some news then don't just accept it on face value fatabayyanu you must verify it thereafter only you must speak about it and so forth and that is in Surah Hujurat, chapter number 47. The Surah Hujurat refers to the apartments, the 
houses of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam's honorable wives and so forth. And then you must remember that Almighty Allah Jalla wa speaks of the rooms and the houses and so forth. And in this verse here, we must verify things, remember. And that is mentioned in Surah 49, and that is Surah Hujurat. And the ulama have called Surah Hujurat Suratul Akhlaq, the chapter regarding chapter regarding character, no backbiting, no spying, and so forth. So chapter 49 and verse number 6. Therefore, we should know that. Hadith in Muslim Sharif Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said is sufficient for a person to be classified a liar whatever he hears he just announces it speaks about it so that is not permissible it's a major sin why the messenger Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu calling you O Sahaba come to me and Ilayya come to me fi behind you right at the back and I am alive and Anabnu Abdul Muttalib I am Ananabiyu la Kadib and you find in certain battles Nabi Ali Salam was saying this I am a Nabi and a messenger selected by all Allah, not an imposter. I am the son of Abdul Muttalib, meaning my grandfather, and so forth. So various, various things were mentioned in different battles. Yea, in battle of Uhud, the Shi'ar and the slogan was Amit, Amit, there to neutralize them, get rid of them. And in battle of Khaybar, it was Ya Mansur, Amit, Amit, that Ya Allah, your assistance is sought, Ya Allah, and give us tawfiq that we defeat the Jutlas and 93-94 of them were dispatched straight to the Hellfire and 16 Sahaba passed away in that battle day in Khaybar in the 7th year of the Hijrah فَأَثَابَكُمْ غَمَّمْ بِغَمِّن so what happens now فَأَثَابَكُمْ hence Allah substituted for you غَمَّمْ بِغَمِّن one sadness upon another grief so one grief upon another grief, one sadness upon another sadness. What is the first sadness? The first sadness is that you must remember that you were now believing Mustafa sallallahu has been assassinated and martyred. Bihammin and the defeat, the victory turned into defeat. So one defeat, one sadness upon another, one grief upon another. So remember that. Why? So in life, we go through vicissitudes, ups and downs. So we learn lessons from there. Almighty Allah, Jalla teaches us in the ending of Surah Yusuf. Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, comprising 111 verses. Right in the last verse, Allah Ta'ala says, لَقَدَ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ Almighty Allah mentioning these incidents and these events and episodes of Nabi Musa alayhi salatu salam and Fir'aun the Pharaoh Moses peace be upon him and the Pharaoh Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu salam and Namrud and then you see Noah Nabi Nuh alayhi salatu salam and his people so all this here is not just for inspiration education and information entertainment nay it is Ibra take lesson from there 
Allah will put you to trials and tests how devoted, loyal, dedicated we are. Then ultimately the victory will come. For innama al usri yusra, innama al usri yusra, that verily after difficulty comes ease, and then difficulty is layyagliba usrun yusrain. The difficulty will be one, and the relief and the ease will be twice the amount. So that is the promise of all Allah Jalla so yea one grief one sadness upon another why likayla tahzanu alama fatakum so that you do not grieve on that which you must which must you so meaning you had your hands on the booty and the spoils of war and now you felt delighted elated but quickly remember because you moved away from jabal rumad the mountain where the archers were only 12 or so sahaba stayed there including the leader amirul rumad abdul bin Jubair and, and then the rest they, they became shaheed and martyrs and the rest went away so that booty also you lost and then the battle also you lost it because of this disobedience so you must not be sad and then grieve on what you have must and what must you and what conditions afflicted you in life you must remember but this Quran Sharif teaches us big, big lessons. وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ And when calamities befall you, it is most of the time because of your own deeds, your own actions, what your hands did, and that is now the reaction and the consequences and so forth. Go read Surah Shura, chapter number 42 and verse number 30. And whatever calamity, musibah, disaster, catastrophe, afflicts you, it is because Thus we will say in 90-80% of the time, for Ambiya, prophets and messengers, obviously that is not the case. Then for them the calamity, disaster comes, they rough it darajat, to elevate their rank and status. For Sahaba, Awliya, Allah, the calamity will come. Then most time, it is to elevate the rank and status and forgive the sins and all forgives and overlooks so many things that there is no punishment a person commits a crime zina, fornication, adultery gay business, lesbian and riba, interest, drugs alcohol, casinos pornography and what then what goes on today, Allah protect us from all this fawahish and all these vices and obscenities and indecencies so he gets away and then he feels that how nice it is then the calamity strikes accident takes place then suddenly illness takes place then there's divorce and what then what goes on now we must rewind we know how to rewind the videos we know how to rewind our phones we know how to rewind so many things rewind our lives just go back in the past week in the past month mention in Tirmidhi take a reckoning of yourself before the day of Hisab the day of reckoning comes and you will find that this punishment is because 
because of that action. This punishment and chastisement is because of that action. Your heart, your mind will tell you about that. So that is what is meant here. But for pious people, a person is going to rob a bank or meet his girlfriend. He meets up with an accident. So that is a punishment. And when the person is going to the masjid and he meets up with an accident, so it's no fault of his. The opposite driver was drunk, intoxicated. So for him, the damage and all the car repairs and what have you, so it is Allah is elevating his rank. Allah is erasing, expunging his sins. So same thing is happening. For one person, it is a blessing in disguise. For the other one, it is a punishment. But if that person did not die during that calamity and disaster, then you must remember there is still tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel. So everything you will find in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubarakah, and all Mahdi Allah teaches us, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ We let them surely taste the smaller punishment, accident, illness, sickness, worry, sorry, مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى The smaller punishment, not the big one where death comes and finishes. Now you can't do anything. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that you return. You come back to the right path. You come back to sirat mustaqim Allah Ta'ala gave us that punishment to jolt us and bring us back to the right path. So that is what we see nowadays. So yes, Sahaba radiallahu anhum atot, alamafatakum, whatever went away, you must not be said. Walama asabakum, and what afflicted you, that also you should not be said. A big lesson for you at all times obey all Allah, obey Mustafa Rasulullah otherwise if we this was a misunderstanding obviously but me and you remember the warning is very severe deliberately intentionally we oppose the laws the teaching preaching of Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah then the wa'id and the warning is mentioned in noble Quran in Surah Nur you must remember chapter number 24 and to see Bahum Fitnatun or you see Bahum Adabun Alim. Those people must beware who oppose him, the laws and commandments, injunctions of Nabi Muhammad, Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and to see Bahum Fitna that Allah Ta'ala forbid and Allah protect us a calamity afflicts them oh you see Bahum Adabun Alim a painful horrible terrible punishment afflicts them Surah 24 chapter 24 Surah Nur and verse 63 right in the ending it comprises 64 verses this is the second last verse of Surah Nur so therefore every sunnah and nabawiyah, every teaching, preaching of the master, والسلام, we must attach the importance to it, remember. Don't look for loopholes and thus and so forth. No, it's just a sunnah, it's just this, it's just that. That can become a very, very serious offense and sometimes it can take a person right out of the fall of Islam. I give you one easy example. You see now, 
We went and performed Zohar Salat. So now we made Huzu at home or in the masjid, but normally we make it at home. So we use the miswak, the stick, to clean our mouth and so forth. The non-Muslim will say, what you using the stick and so forth and so on? You must use toothpaste, you must use toothbrush and so forth in these modern times. So we say it's permissible to use toothpaste, toothbrush, we've got no problem, but we will never classify it as sunnah. We will say the miswak and the siwak is sunnah because for that there are so many ahadith. Lola ana shukala ummatila amartum bisiwaki in the kulli salatin, ay in the kulli huduin. You will find the hadith in Bukhari Sharif and various other compilations. Had it not been difficult for my ummah, I would have commanded them to use the miswak before every salat and before every first salat especially. And I should command them to do so at the time of wudu. So this year is a sunnah. But many a time Muslims, they say, hey, that this is a dirty stick or this is giving germs or they make some derogatory remarks. You make a mockery of the sunnah of Nabi alayhi salam, then such people, they exit Islam. They go out of the fall of Islam. Allah mahfaz amin, Allah protect us. Wallahu khabirum bima ta'amaloon. And almighty Allah, Jalla wala, is all away what you are doing whether it is in the darkness of the night or in the brightness of the day, never think that we can escape and Allah does not know that it is or somewhere that we will hide and do it. No. Almighty Allah's knowledge is all-embracing, all-encompassed. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.